to the Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am Angel. And I am KB. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back. How are you today? doing? Oh, today I'm doing good. It's a no work day for me, so I'm super happy. I know, right? I'm, I'm pretty good. It's a no work day for me as well, so I'm, I'm chilling, I'm vibing, having coffee, and you know. But I'm doing good. No complaints. Good, good. Well, let's get right into this topic. So today we are going to be speaking about normalizing, protecting your peace. So, Amen to that. Yes, let's get into that. So, um, first of all, for me, doing things that are considered you protecting your peace and of course that's solely based on what you feel is for you I feel like it's an act of self-care because again it's something that you do for you you're not doing it for other people if you're needing peace from anything or anyone that means that you know you're it's for you it's not for them um another thing I would say um is that you can't go into it thinking about how it'll make other people feel. And I'm saying that from experience because it's been times that I felt like, okay, I need to protect my peace by doing this. Or I need to protect my peace by cutting this person off or taking a break from this or that person. And a lot of times I just wouldn't do it. And because I was so caught up in, well, they might need me for this or um, how would they feel if, you know, if I even try to tell them I'm taking a break or, you know, things of that nature, I always would stop myself. And now that I'm saying it, it's kind of like a form of self-abuse. Like I'm abusing mm. myself to continue to take whatever it is from this thing or person just to look out for their feelings. Mm. What I did learn from that though, is that how other people feel about me and my boundaries and what I need to do to have peace within myself has nothing to do with me. It's not anything that I should be worried about. How they perceive it or how they take it is on them. And if you, if ever a point I speak it to you like this is what I need or I'm going to be doing this because this is what I need and you can't respect that, you, you're not supposed to be a part of my life anyway. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you even said self-abuse. I think that's a word that, or two words we too often do not put together. Like, we don't hear people talk about self-abuse. It's always, you know, someone else abused you or a different type of abuse. Um, But when we really, you know, look at things that we do to harm ourselves or decisions that we make knowing that they're not good or well for us that's clearly self-abuse because we're not providing ourselves and thinking about our very own well-being over another person's you know once you put yourself at the bottom and everybody else is above you you clearly are not receiving what you need because most times when you're that person you're the one that does not get what you need from everybody else you know what I mean and I don't know what I believe. You should sit with yourself and figure out what it is you exactly you're needing. And that yeah. requires sometimes cutting people or things off. For sure. For sure. For sure. I think when I really think about, you know, giving myself 
piece because I am also a person, I wouldn't say I would definitely set myself aside and just, you know, address everybody else. But because I have been considered a fixer in my life, everyone around me needs something from me because I'm also what they call a know-it-all type person. Like, I tend to do a lot of research and I tend to, and that's just on any and everything. Like if it's something I don't know, I'll go and research it. And most times people think that I know everything. So they come to me for everything. everything. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll come to me for everything because, you know, they think that, yeah, friend, you've said, you've definitely said that to me. Like my friend knows everything. And I don't think that is that I know everything. I think that is that if I don't know something, I'm very quick at going to research it or going to find out. So nine times out of 10, by the time a person asks me something, I'm knowing it. And unfortunately, that has brought on people pulling on me, you know, from different directions, needing something from me, whether it's what I know about something, um, you know, or me being able to provide a certain type of uh, service to them that no one else knows how to do or, you know, just really pulling on me because I'm a perfectionist. I'm not going to lie. Like I do everything to a hundred percent. So most people who see people like that and they're loyal and they come through all the time and you can you know, you can count on them. We are those people that they pull on most of the time. Mm-hmm. And all of those things are great to be, right? Like, you think that when you're this person that, you know, you're resourceful and, you know, you're mentally stable, you know, in multiple ways and probably, you know, physically stable too at certain points, enough for a person to really have to continue to pull on you those things are good for you but when people start to notice that you come with those things they take advantage of that and that is when your peace is broken because now nobody is considerate of what you need and it's hard for you to tell or recognize when you you yourself need something at one point I literally had to move myself out of the city limits of my family mm-hmm. because my doctor told me I had a breakdown a few years ago and I had no idea that I was suffering from anxiety. And it was only because I had started a, a new work, a job and the workload was different you know, my family, each and every single one of them was kind of pulling on me, you know, left and right and needing different things. I was also in a relationship where, you know, he had children and I was active in their lives. So Mm -hmm. I was being pulled in that way as well. And I had a nervous breakdown at work in the middle of the day and didn't know what I was feeling or how to control it and didn't know what I was doing, you know, with myself. And I ended up seeing my physician and she told me like, you're suffering from anxiety and depression and you really need to say no. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time for you to start saying no. Like, I know that you love your family and I know family is important, 
but your mental health and your well-being is just as important, if not more important. How can you pour into somebody's cup when, you know, you don't have it for yourself? Exactly. And that was a big moment for me because it was like, she's right. You know, I think I never really had anyone sit me down and say, hey, you're struggling and it's your family. And that's Mm -hmm. what she told me. It's your family. And you need to, you know, find a way to find time for you and, you know, do these things for you. And I think at that moment I decided like, yeah, I'm going to protect my peace. You know, I need peace. I need peace of mind. I need, you know, to grab hold of God and, you know, allow him to provide me that peace that I need and, you know, have solitude and just be, you know, with myself for a while. So I moved to Waukesha and I, when I say probably was one of the best things that I did, like I went through a whole healing process out there because I allowed myself to have that peace and they weren't able to just stop by or call and say they were coming over and, Um, or I could come up with an excuse and say, you know, well, I live too far because I was 30 minutes away from my family. So at that point it was like, yeah, I'm not coming because I live Mm -hmm. too far and I don't want to drive all the way out there. And they understood that more than me living down the street saying, girl, you live around the corner. You can come over here. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know, but that's just, it's funny how not only will our bodies tell us like hey make some changes something's not right god for dang show gonna do it um friend you know at the beginning of the year um how i was going through my thing like i don't i'm not a doctor so i cannot self-diagnose myself but i literally felt like i was going crazy like i couldn't really tell nobody what was wrong I just did not feel okay like it, I was just so bothered I already have bad anxiety my anxiety was daily for like two weeks it was daily just bad like literally just taking over and I was kind of withdrawing from everybody around me and of course KB and my other best friends was like reaching out like what's going on and I, I didn't really know but I was like not okay and when I say your body and not only your body but God I was not okay I was not, I could not explain it. Of course, my husband knew. I just felt like, I I literally felt, if I can describe it best, like, I was, my body was in a million places at once and I didn't have no control. Like, but this was daily for like two weeks straight. And then after that, I got COVID. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I remember that. mm -hmm, I ended up getting COVID. For the first time, we had made it all that time without ever getting COVID. And then um, my daughter got it at school and just kind of infected the house. But it was God's way of saying to me, like, be still. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to continue. Because I'm a planner, friend. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. From May to September, our family is on full stop from birthdays to anniversaries to all type of stuff. So I'm always planning ahead for that. Like, okay, who, what are we doing? Like, I don't know how to chill, y'all. Like, (laughs) I really wish I did. She really has no chill. I literally, I'm always thinking about 
what needs to be done next and I have to do it now and my husband cannot stand it like then I can't stand how he is because he's like it's not even here yet we got time and to me no we don't have time you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow but um yeah not only did I get COVID I was like super sick for like a month yeah I was extremely sick to the point like KB was calling my husband to check on me like uh, my other friends was calling each other like have you heard from like I was so sick so I honestly feel in my heart of heart like it's bad that I had to get COVID but I felt like that was also God way of like no you need to stop you yeah, I felt like if sure. I did it I wouldn't have stopped and I probably would have ended up in a mental institute or something I, I literally cannot really describe how I felt because I didn't see a doctor at that point but I was not okay and yeah. coming out of that, I still had a lot going on, but I promised myself because I'm obligated to all of these yearly things right now, I'm going to see them through, but we were even talking like, what can we do after this? Like, K, you know, KB is like such a good friend. She was even talking to me like, what is it that you need? And, but I couldn't tell nobody what I needed because I really didn't know, you know, I, and then when I had COVID, I really felt like I was going to die. So coming out of that, it was like, okay. And I know for you, like, you're so dramatic, but I was not well. I was no, not well. I know you were not well because I remember thinking like, man, I can't, she's not calling. She's not saying anything. And I knew, and I had at that time probably had COVID twice. And I knew I was like, okay, so she does need, you know, time and she needs a moment. But I think the longer that you were sick, it was more of a reality like okay like she's really sick like this is not just you know going through having COVID and you have these symptoms for four days and you know Mm -hmm. I was like okay she's really sick but I think when we did have time to talk because at times she would still pick up the phone like I want to talk I want to I'm like girl would you stop calling me and get well like just feel bad you can text me and say that but I miss my friend you can text me and say that you miss me I think at that point I did really realize like okay she needs to take her time but it also dawned on me in that process like this is God like really Mm -hmm. sitting her down for a moment because I remember prior to that you were on go like like I don't I from the time that I've met her guys she's always been planning right but I think in that particular season she was in such a go mode um I think you guys had you moved to Georgia and you also were planning to move again or looking for places and that was one of the things and it was just a it was just a bunch of stuff that you had on your plate and I just remember being like dang she is doing a lot but then when COVID hit and after a while I was like okay yeah this is this has to be God because she's sick too long like she's in the bed for too long like he's definitely doing something here for sure and then a day came while I was sick and I felt in my heart like God said get out this bed like I have to get out this bed like when I say y'all I wasn't well like I literally only got up to go to the bathroom 
and then I was I would feel like really shaky it was just bad so one particular day it was like God said get out this bed God, then I wouldn't go to the hospital my husband like go to the hospital I'm like no I don't want to go to the hospital I would not go so this particular day I got out the bed I tried to convince myself that I was fine I was on FaceTime with my sister she telling me do this do this put the steamer in your face so I did all these things y'all when I tell y'all I got even sicker after that to the point that that night I ended up having to go to the hospital and I think after that I probably was like super sick for like another three or four days and then I started to get better but I say all of that just to say like sometimes we don't we don't stop because again you're not taking care of yourself we don't stop to even check in with ourselves to see what we're feeling to see if we're okay we so used to making sure everything and everybody else is okay that we forget to see about ourselves and so worried about what everybody else feeling and do everybody else got what they need i'm not i'm not kidding guys it that is a form of self-abuse you can abuse yourself and that is an example like if you're not checking in on yourself to really see how you feel like i was i was just on go 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 not even feeling till my body and God was like, no, you need to figure this out. Yeah. I think it's also important to create those boundaries too with people. And I've, I've been learning that and, and been heavily practicing it, um, you know, within this past year, just trying to create boundaries with people and letting people know, like, you know, it's okay for me to say no. Um, even if you don't like it, you know, even if you don't agree with me saying no, like it's okay for me to not be available to you. It's okay for me to know when to stop. It's okay, you know, for me to find a space and isolate myself at times too when I feel like I just need that time for me. It's okay. You know, I'm that doesn't mean I'm acting funny. That doesn't mean that I don't love you. That does not mean that, you know, I'm trying to remove myself from whatever relationship this is. It just really speaks that I need a moment, you know, and I, it's okay for me to create that boundary to say, I don't want you pulling on me right now. You know, I don't want you taking away from what I don't already have. And I think it's important that we start to recognize when our cup is no longer full, you know, when we don't have enough. Because I say that to you all the time, friend, and I'd be like, friend, if you don't have it, you know, you can't, you can't give it, you know, you can't pour into another person or you can't give something to somebody that you don't have. And, you know, I, I find before I used to find it so hard to tell my family no, because, because I knew I was that person that played that role in my family. But I also had to realize like, hey, stop picking up responsibility for something that you are not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're not the family planner. Uh, You are not the resource book or the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. There are ways that you can help your family and assist in them learning and knowing and finding out these things without you having to uproot yourself to 
appease them or do something that they need. Right. And then also, I feel like sometimes people don't know when they're pulling on you so much until or unless you have created that boundary. And then I feel like there are people out here who just don't care. They don't care. It's all about them and it's all about their needs. And then the moment you try to create and set that boundary, they have the issue now. And for some people that can cause them to feel guilty and not go through with what they really needed for themselves anyway. And I would just say this to those people that just don't care or have a problem with people doing what they need to do to protect their peace and make sure that they are okay. So to the people that don't care, I will literally just say like, people are allowed to delete you off social media, mm-hmm. delete your number, block your number, just to, you know, or just say, hey, I don't want to continue the relationship, at least for now, or however long they feel. They don't owe you an explanation. Mm-hmm. They don't. If they don't like your energy anymore, you're toxic to them, um, you're affecting their mental health, they're allowed to just cut you off. Mm-hmm. And if you actually truly cared about them at all, and that wasn't just there for what they can pour into you, then you don't deserve that type of person in your life. Because it's been times, like we said, when I was sick, how KB handled me and my other friends, how they handled me. Or when she go through stuff, I literally be like, friend, you, you need, like, I'm telling her, like, you need, not exactly telling her what to do, but I'll tell her, like, hey, you need to check in with yourself. You need to make sure you're okay. You know, like, of course, I want her to be well. Like, and then it's also people that know people that they're the ones that get pulled on all the time. I have a, a friend who literally will do anything for anybody around her and I feel like it's hard for me to watch because I see so many people take advantage of her to the point where if ever I do need something I don't call on her because I don't want to be another person pulling her because she has not for one got the strength for herself to recognize that she needs to set boundaries although I'm telling her like you need to hey need to operate differently because then it's like oh yeah yeah I know I know but everybody don't get to the same place at the same time so I'm not judging her but because I love and care about my friends or my family I'm not gonna be another person that's weighing you down yeah and because we are those people that um everybody pulls on we're more considerate of it because we know how it feel right like on our end we've been through being weighed down by other people's um, issues and, you know, what they need from us. And we find ourselves not really um, having that that say for us, but we have that for other people. Like, oh, you might want to calm down. You might not want to do it. But then when it comes to us, it's hard for us to recognize when as well. And I'm sure that other person, you know, Uh, feels the same way when you're trying to tell them that it's like it's hard for them to recognize in that moment but maybe at some point it hits them again and says okay she was right maybe I need to you know calm down a little bit or maybe I need to sit down and you know just relax and not overdo it or not allow everybody to pull on me Mm -hmm. it's 
I just really find that it's it's hard to identify those moments too. Like sometimes we are on overload and sometimes peace is the last thing we think about. You know, it's us sitting down and us relaxing, us, you know, allowing yourself caring. Yeah. Going through self-care, allowing yourself to feel, you know, all of those things. Sometimes we, it never hits us until we're completely in the dumps and we're down bad. And it's like, how did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. So I think these moments to figure it out. Right. And I think it, it, it's important for us to really sit with ourselves like I've learned to do a lot of self-reflection the moment I start feeling away I sit in it like okay I'm feeling this way why am I feeling this way what's going on with me you know I start to ask myself questions because now I need to figure out what's going on because I know I'm feeling weird I'm feeling awkward I might even pick up the phone and call Angel and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. And sometimes I can't filter through what it is that I'm feeling. And she'll tell me like, okay, well, you need to take a moment and you really need to sit with this. You really need to, you know, start to see. And once she starts asking me questions about certain things, like, well, what brought on the feeling? Everything starts to flood back, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything that I've been feeling, I start talking about it. And I'm like, well, dang, well, I've answered my own question at this point because now I know what to feel. So it's also important that when you have a hard time, hopefully you have a friend or somebody who can really help you get to that point to learn how to filter through what you're feeling, you know, those emotions, because Mm -hmm. sometimes those emotions are so much at at one point that you can't filter through them you don't know how to decipher you know whether you're happy whether you're sad whether you're depressed or just stressed out for the moment or what you know you just know that you don't feel right exactly and then I'm the friend that is like I'm the am I wrong friend like I'll call her like this is what I'm feeling this is why am I wrong am I wrong and she'll tell me like no you're not wrong or you're not necessarily wrong but did you think about it this way you know those types of things so it does help having some a soundboard as my friend to be able to just pull yourself in and really recognize what is happening with you so that as I always say you can process in that space and get through it but it is very important to normalize protecting your peace never feel bad for needing something for yourself that mm-hmm. someone else does not understand someone else does not respect like you you don't you don't have to get permission from anybody to do whatever you feel you need to do to make you feel better Sometimes it's going to hurt other people. Sometimes it's going to affect other people in a way you didn't necessarily intend it to. But ask yourself, will I be okay in the end? Because we already know you're the type of person like us. Once you are okay in the end, you're going to double back around in some way or form or fashion see about them. Mm-hmm. If it's, if they're worthy of that, you know? For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, it's 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 really strange when 
I find my because I am so spiritual, I find myself really sitting back and thinking like, man, you know, God, why am I not, you know, being able to get back to you so quickly, you know, when I need you or when I feel like things are going wrong in my life. And I think there are different types of peace that we require as people. Like we require that peace in ourselves, right? And then we require that peace with God. And um, I don't judge nobody on religion, who they serve, how they serve, you know, who they pray to, when, where, and why. I think it's just important for you to always have a higher power source that you can rely on when it's too much for you. And for me, you know, my God that I serve, it's important that I have that peace with God, right? Like if I'm struggling, even with myself sometimes, like it doesn't have to be anybody else around. I could literally sit here and not a soul calls me and I'm struggling, but I'm struggling with things inside and I'm struggling with things that, you know, I know that I have had a hard time either fixing or interpreting what I feel in that moment. And even though I'm not able to create that peace for myself, it's important to me that I go to God and be like, okay, God, what's going on with me? Like, I know I'm your child. You know more than I know. You would know better than me. Like, what's going on with me? Like, why am I feeling this way today? Why am I, you know, going through what I'm going through? Or even having those hard seasons where things just seem tough for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, God, what's going on in this season? You know, where where am I? I need you to give me something to put me at peace. Because if I don't have that that peace and that solitude, like I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what to do with myself. And I think those are those moments that I identify, you know, as needing a peace with God. Because I know that this is nobody else. Nobody else is putting anything on me right now. Nobody else is affecting me. Nobody else is adding to me. Like now I'm dealing with me. Now I'm sitting in my own mess, whatever that may be, and I'm dealing with me and now I need to figure out what I need to do for me. And sometimes we have those seasons outside of people pulling on us and it's important for us to recognize that like, okay, you also have issues, right? Mm -hmm. Like outside of your family adding to you their issues, now God may allow a moment where nobody calls you and you might be like, well, dang, my friend ain't called today or I ain't heard from my family. Nobody's calling. Let me pick up the phone. Those may be those moments where God is working on you to obtain that peace with him so that you have that inner peace and you have enough in you to be able to deal with yourself 
in order to help other people when that season does come back around. I really struggle, and I think we talked about this before, friend. I really struggle sometimes identifying whether or not God is using me when it comes to people. Um, there was, a, at a point, I knew, I was like, okay, God, he, he never ceased to amaze me. Like, everywhere I go, he uses me to somebody, right? But then we have those seasons where God wants us to be still, and he doesn't exactly use us in the same way he may have used us in a previous season. And I know that y'all probably don't want to get into the God message, but that's me, and that's that's how deep I get, especially when it comes to my peace and, and normalizing what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there has definitely been moments where I could not identify where God um, was coming, where God was using me. And it was, it was just really strange for me that in that moment, it's like, okay, I'm going to help this person, but then you don't know if God is saying, I need you to help this person. You know, I need you to go outside of yourself. I need you to, you know, not worry about you right now. It's not about you, but put yourself on the line, you know, use yourself as a sacrifice, you know, at certain points. And I need you to help this person. And I have had times where I struggle with identifying that. I don't know if it's me. For sure. And I, and I have said that to you, I believe. Yeah. And it was one person in particularly that, she said in the beginning, like, I don't know if this is an assignment. And as time went on, I felt in my heart of heart, like, girl, this ain't your assignment. <laughs> this is not your, but I didn't tell her that because it's, it was not my, I don't know what conversation she had had with God at that point. You know, to yeah. be going to her like, girl, no, this not your. I let her go through that assignment, but for me, I knew in my heart of heart that that wasn't her assignment. And so, what I did to counteract that, I was praying for her, like, God, when we come out of this on the other side, just let her be okay. But I felt in my heart, and then a lot of people say, like, or you even said a friend, like, you you don't be really messing with nobody. But I I really feel like I have a sense of knowing people I told you before like I spent so much time believing everybody to be who they showed up as that I felt naive so now I just be looking at everything and everybody like okay this who you showing up as give me let me get a little bit more I'm gonna give you a chance but I'm watching you and baby that was not her assignment. I cannot say it enough. I don't even think I even ever told you this. No, and we're going to talk about this when we're done recording because I need to know. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> but yeah, I literally, I didn't say it to her because although we were silent in our friendship at that point, um, we were in fact still building. And there was a situation prior to that where someone else entered her life and some way somehow for a lack of better way of describing it 
kind of wanted to push me out the equation because they felt the way. So they was trying to make my friend feel like I was needy and I was clingy and I didn't want them to have other friends when I've never been that friend. (laughs) Be honest with me. Have I ever been that to you? No, you've never. You've always allowed me that space to do to do me you've never been that way no but this person was working overtime to make her feel those things so when this non-assignment came into the picture I'm like "Mm, this ain't her assignment I'm gonna just go to God because I didn't because it was like immediately after like within months right yeah you know who I'm talking about yeah and, and I think now that I realize who you're talking about I think that even in those moments, you never really said, like, this is not your assignment. But I think, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate you praying for me because sometimes we don't know when to back out from a situation or, again, like I said, we don't know if it's our assignment or not or if God is using us to somebody or not. Baby, I be open for when God is ready to use me. I'm, I'm open and I'm ready to be used. But sometimes you can be used and misled by the wrong people if you're not you know, hearing from God that this is your particular assignment. And I didn't recognize that in the beginning. Um, I think that (laughs) the more that I was in that relationship with that person, I was identifying it as, oh, this is different from what God usually uses me for. Um, And maybe, who knows, because what the devil meant for bad, God would always make good. So who knows what I poured into her. And even in that moment of her maybe having her own uh, way of trying to use me, you know, maybe I poured something into her that probably was a seed that sticks with her even today who knows you know what I mean but she wasn't the non-assignment she was prior to the non-assignment oh I feel like I feel like she she needed what you can offer but in a sense the devil was working in her to the point where she couldn't even really see what you were offering her because she was too gung-ho of dividing the friendship but she was prior to the non-assignment. You want a hint? You got me thinking now. I mean, you can tell. I you know, see, I'm. You know, I'm an open book. See, you can say names, baby. Put it on I the don't table. See how you don't know who I'm talking about? This non-assignment literally tried to sabotage me. Yes, to the yeah, point where this non-assignment now. was even trying to break our friendship. Through my husband, like it was bad. It was bad. Oh, it was it, it was even more worse than she under she understands. You don't have to do a story time on that one day. It was even worse. It was even more worse than you even understand, friend. Like I think, and and you are right. Now that I know exactly what you're talking about, I'm so. You know how you said that sometimes you think that you're naive in certain situations because you think that sometimes you can't really identify, you know, certain things. I think in that moment, I didn't believe that I was naive. Um, I believe that I was, I truly believe that this person was probably an assignment for me. 
but I also didn't recognize how he wasn't an assignment from God. Therefore, God had not prepared me for this person or what was to come. And in a sense, I won't lie to you. This person stole my peace. The peace that I had with, with myself, with relationships, with God, this person stole my peace. So I'm not sure, I'm not, and I'm happy that you brought that up because I think sometimes I put that in the back of my mind and I never want to, you know, mm-hmm. think about that person or even that moment yeah, in my life. You, yeah, but I, I, I really think that it's important to know and understand how, yeah, we're normalized, we're normalized and protecting our peace, but we have, we have to also know when it's time to protect your peace. Like when and who should you be protecting your peace from? And that's why I think it's so important for you to have a higher power. If you don't have one, like Please get one. Please find somebody who can help you, direct you, lead you, and guide you spiritually. And I don't mean just anybody. I'm speaking of a higher power because I think even in that moment, God took his hands off me like, you know, hey, this what you want to do? Because I didn't send you. This is what you want to do? And I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just was so grateful to God when you finally fully made it through that situation. Um, but honestly, I, I knew. I, I can't say I knew at the very beginning, but again, I watched people. So I watched how this person operated with other people, which brought me to my conclusion like, mm, this person ain't who they proclaim to be right. from what I'm seeing. And so, um, I'm like, he ain't, this, this ain't, this ain't no assignment. He, God needs to step on down and do something. But in the meantime, I'm going to be praying. Baby, that fruit was rotten. Yeah, it was a very, very, very rotten fruit. But, um, yeah, so just to, you know, kind of really back in and get to, um, the topic, I will just say, you know, if ever you feel like you're not okay, check in with yourself. You might can't fully identify with what you're actually feeling or what's going on. Do whatever it is you feel you need to do to tap into that so you can fully understand what you feel, what you know, you may need to do and work towards figuring out ways to make yourself feel better. And don't let anybody make you feel bad about telling them you need a pause, you need a break, or you Mm -hmm. just need to step away from the relationship. You have that right. You have to ask yourself in that moment, am I going to choose myself or am I going to choose this person or this thing that's not really bringing me joy and peace? Are you going to continue to self-abuse yourself or are you going to do what you need to do? Because honestly, you wouldn't let nobody else abuse you. Why do we allow ourselves to do that to ourselves? Yeah. And 
create boundaries and safe spaces. Like, you know, um, it's important that you find people who are like-minded, who can pour into you, not people who can just take away from you. Um, if you're somebody who is used heavily in your family, like, you know, you always need someone, a soundboard or someone who can assist you with pouring back into you. And if, if you're not a people person, if you're an introvert, kind of like me, then use your higher power. Like I said, it's always important to, to use your higher power. That way, you know, when it's time for you to be used and you know, when it's time for you to find and make sure that you're filling your cup by creating your own peace and, you know, living inside those boundaries that you have created safely for yourself. Right. And we can't say it enough. Like if ever you feel you don't have anyone that, you know, don't tap into a higher power or not sure really how to, you can always reach out to us. If we can't help, we'll definitely help you find resources Absolutely. that can help you, you know, work on yourself so you can be better for you. Like it's, we can't give what we don't have. So if you're pouring from an empty cup, you're not really beneficial to yourself or anybody around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I, I like this conversation. I, I like talking about, you know, peace and creating boundaries. I think that's that's good, um, you know, for everybody's mental health. And mm-hmm. mental health is super important. I know that we have, it's taken us a while to get to the point of understanding how important mental health is. But mental health is so, 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 so. I cannot reiterate how important it is. So, guys if you again need help assistance you need someone to talk to you need someone to help you bridge a gap you know we're here you know just as well as we're here for anything else um and you know we're here to support you know yeah and then if you don't feel comfortable because right now you know we're, we're not we have not given out our personal platforms or anything like that so we have given our like email and our, you know, Instagram and Facebook. If you have a specific one of us that you want to reach out to and not necessarily other, just message us and say, hey, um, is it possible I can get a message from KB if that's who you want to speak to? Like you don't have to, you know, if you from learning our personalities thus far, if you feel like you resonate more with one of us than the other and you mm-hmm. want to feel like you want to reach out, that is okay. Voice that and we'll make sure we or that person reaches out to you, you know, and try to help you through. Like we're no counselors, but we can definitely help pour a word into you and help you figure out what direction you need to be going in to try to get or seek help. Absolutely. Well, well guys, switch gears a bit. Yeah, let's switch. Let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah, let's get into what some you got for me. No, what you got for me? Mm, what? Oh, oh, what your tails are on me today? Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. So I, <laughs> I have one that uh, I think that um, might be a little I'm going to give a disclaimer too we love everybody there is no uh, discriminating over here 
Nope, no race, creed, sexual orientation. We love everybody. We want everybody none to be free to be themselves. None of that. We have none of that going on over here. So before I get into uh, specifying or even asking the would you tells, I just want to create that, you know, space to let you know that it's safe over here. Um, but we do live in a world where, you know, questions come about. So I'm going to start with my would you tell and I'm going to say friend. If you if you had a child or if one of your children dated a person who was transgender and they did not know and the parents confided in you and told you because they were aware that their child was dating your child would you tell your child and what would that conversation look like I would definitely tell my child because I feel like that is something that should have been disclosed to my child and that the fact the parent is telling me, I would take it as maybe their child don't really know how to tell my child. So I'm going to start the conversation and tell my child and for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. My kids know I teach them now. Like, I don't care who they decide to love. You know, that's not for me to dictate. That's not. They're going to be my kid What, regardless. They're going to be mine. So, I mean, as far as the, what the conversation would look like, I would just say, hey, their parent disclosed this to me. And I thought that you should know whatever you decide to do with this information. I won't judge you for it. Right. You know, like who you decide to love is solely up to you and I'm going to support you through whatever and if you decide to still stay with this person knowing this information we we gonna be a family then you know like it doesn't change anything or the way I would handle or deal with my kid like I wouldn't be the parent that's like oh you know this and you would stay you don't need to be I wouldn't try to sway them one way or another because yeah we all been in love before and you know I haven't been in that type of relationship but I can't tell somebody how to love I'm gonna always support and love my kids through everything so yes I would tell them but it wouldn't be a trying to sway them one way or another to make a decision now knowing that information yeah I think I, I would for sure tell. Um, I think it would be a little stressful for me figuring out what words to really use because one thing that I know about being a kid is that when your parent comes to you about your significant other or whatever, or your boyfriend or girlfriend at the time, it's always uh, you don't want to hear from your parent. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. Mom, why are you in my business? Or, you know what I mean? Like, we think at that age we have business, but it's like, I think I would for sure um, tell, but I would be careful about how I approach it. Um, I think those those moments deserve one-on-ones and gentleness gentleness and taking into consideration what that person feels right in that moment. Mm -hmm. and acceptance you know Mm -hmm. um you accepting what they're coming with and them accepting that you know 
if they do decide to, you know, move forward with this, that your parent accepts you and, you know, mm-hmm. even having the understanding that it's okay, you know, okay. and accepting yeah. that, accepting that, you know, we are family and whoever this person is that you love is going to just be a part of that, you know. Right, that's what I said, we're family yeah. and it's important for me it would be important that my kid like I said knows whichever way you decide to go with this I'm gonna be here for you like if you decide to continue on the relationship I'm here I'm all for it and if you don't I'm gonna help you navigate through that because I'm sure you know that'll come with some form of confusion or you know but yeah I would definitely tell and it would definitely be a gentle supportive conversation with my child so i'm gonna switch it up a little bit this one will also be about a child but i don't know why i have these but (laughs) just bear with me today um so this one is if you had a child who for years you thought was with your partner and one day your child came home from school and they were learning about biology and chromosomes. So when you say with my partner, like it was my partner's child. No, I'm saying from what you understood, it was your partner's child. Okay. From as okay. as long you as you have known. Okay, so my kid is sleeping with my man. I have to clear that up. Okay. No. So uh, okay, let me just back that up from a little bit. Yeah, I'll back that up a little bit. So if you had a child with your partner. And your child came home from school one day and said, hey, we've been learning about biology today. And based on what my blood type is and what you and dad's blood type is, there is absolutely no way that I can be a child to both of you. And you then start to think, is there a possibility of somebody else? Would you tell your child that there was a possibility of somebody else? Because in all actuality, those blood types don't match up to you being able to be a parent. And your Mm -hmm. partner or said dad at that point is able to be a parent to your child at the same time with the blood type that she or he has. You know that there's a possibility that there's another dad. Right. That's what I was going to say. I would have to know that there is a possibility regardless. So for me, um, it would definitely depend on the age of the child. Okay. Like, um, uh, I would, um, what I tell the kid though, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very big on being honest in this particular um, question although it's not my same scenario um you know I found out at about like 23 that my father was possibly not my father and I went through like an identity crisis after that mm, I can see that so I definitely know I would tell I think depending on the the age of the child would depend on the conversation 
Mm-hmm. Um, if they're a smaller child, you know, let me like 10 or something like that, it would be like, well, I'll definitely make sure I figure this out. And when you're a little bit older, we'll discuss it. Don't worry about it for now. But if they keep asking questions from that point, but I'll definitely take the steps to figure it out, you know. But dad is deep because not only is it a conversation with the kid, now you got to talk to the daddy. Do the daddy right. even know it was a possibility? Like, exactly. Exactly. And this whole time, like, just think about how that could affect just the home. Like, even, even, even affect you. You know what I mean? Like, now you have to sit with the reality. Like, all these years, I thought that, you know, this was his child. Like, he looks just like him, or you know. And now to come to a conclusion that, oh, it's a heavy possibility. Right. That this is not my child's dad. It's like it's I can see that being a shock to you, one, and having to deal with that internally and then having to go to two separate people on two se- two different levels to even but then, that. To be honest though, like just let's just think about it as women. You know if there's a possibility, first of all. Second of all, Outside of this kid actually doing stuff with biology at school, as the mother, you have seen your kid grow. So I would have had to know, like, some stuff not adding up. Like, again, maybe little Timmy doesn't look like Tim Mm -hmm. as much. But I'm ignoring it because maybe Tim don't know you know what I'm saying like so you kind of gotta know if so it would definitely have to be okay I'll help we'll definitely figure this out child then my next course of action is I'm going to sit down with the dad like look this was going on this what took place we need to figure this out but ooh. <laughs> but even maybe even you okay let's just say you did have some type of like questioning of whether or not um, there was it, it was somebody else's in the beginning but then you came to conclusion like no I, I see features you know in him or whatever you just decided not to go with the test or to even bring it up because now you know you've recognized you mean after the kid asked me or in the beginning no I mean like prior to when the kid was born I'll say that Mm -hmm. so let's just say you you had an idea that you knew that there was a possibility and all throughout this kid's life you had just accepted like okay I see features in this person that I'm with, you know, because sometimes kids do, if they're around a person for so long, they start looking like that person. Mm-hmm. And let's just say at one point you were kind of speculating, like, uh, like maybe it's, it's probably not. Cause I know I was with two people, but you never told your partner. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start to realize like, okay, well I've had the kid and now the kid is starting to resemble my partner. So I can just exit other person now. I'm pretty sure it's my partner's kid. Like I don't really see, you know, mm-hmm. you know, other things. And you just kind of void that out. I don't know. I'm not a parent. So I'm, I don't right. know how much you would have to watch your kid to know or what things you would see in your child to know like, oh yeah, you probably are 
the other man's child like <laughs> I, don't, I just think for me and maybe because because I am a mom I just don't ever want my kid to have to experience trauma especially from me yeah so I I I literally don't think I wouldn't have fed it in the beginning. Like, we need to get a test. I just, me personally, I just don't think I wouldn't have said it in the beginning because my conscience would be like, what if one day that that exact situation <laughs> happens? And now I have traumatized my child. I don't know. I think yeah. I would... Uh... I think I would definitely, I, like you said, I think it depends on the, the, the context of how old the child is mm-hmm. at that moment, because I do understand that at a certain age, children are not able to understand those things. But I think if we're really speaking logically, if they were in biology, then they're nine times out of 10, a teenager. So they're oh, okay. somewhere in high school. Um, but at that point, I think I would tell my child. You know that there that there is a possibility, um, but then I would absolutely have to go to my partner first. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm yeah, I, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to anything you're saying. I'm just giving my partner no, I, what I tell. Yeah. Like, I think that I would have to really go to my partner first and sit down and be like, "Hey." This happened years ago. This whole time. Oh, God. I can't even imagine having that conversation. But <laughs> And then we would have to be on a, at least a solid enough ground for me to then feel comfortable with going to my child about it. Because I think in that moment, I would need for my partner to be on the same page with me to be able to go to her together or him or her together. I don't know. What y'all tell? Right, that one was tricky. Let us know. Yeah, what let us tell. know. Either situation. Let us know, guys. But we're going to go ahead and slide out of here. We appreciate you guys for listening. Always, as always, you can always find us on IG at golden underscore perceptions and on Facebook at golden perceptions podcast. Our email is goldenperceptions.kn at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, Go on to Spotify. Like, comment, and subscribe to our notification bell. Hit the notification bell. You know, she always got to say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's an episode. (laughs) Yeah, guys. So you don't miss any of our episodes. And we love you. And we're out.